Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. To Ray and Tay today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you covered. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is a Friday. Wow. The first weekend of the playoffs. We got a lot to talk about before we get to the picks. You know, the 15 Hall of Fame finalists. Ray, let's start with the -the off-the-field news. The Patriots drama and mess has come to where it's so quiet from New England, you never hear anything, where ESPN has this huge article. And I guess my question to you is with this drama and the power struggle, I mean, it's clear Brady, you know, wants to play a long time, and it's clear Belichick sort of just gave away Bursette and Garofalo this year. Do you think Bob Kraft is making a mistake by maybe signing with Brady and it might potentially push Bill Belichick out of the door earlier than he might want him to. Do you see this ending badly? No, I think these are all grown men and they all have worked with each other for the better part of what's coming on 20 years. I think they'll have a little grudge, but each of them, all three of them realize that they're better off with each other than without because um, you know, unless you think Jimmy Garoppolo is the answer, which, uh, you know, depending on why he won four in a row. And five, five and zero, seven and zero total. Yeah, I think that uh, I think though that you know what they're going to ride this out for the next couple years as long as Brady can do it, and then probably Brady and Belichick are going to are going to ride off into the sunset, and uh, Bob Kraft or his kids probably are going to are going to have to rebuild this franchise. You know, I used to think that too. And I don't know if I agree with that thought process anymore. couple things. I think Belichick might want to try to win without Brady. I, I think he's got a healthy ego, Ray. And I don't know if that could be with the Giants and Dave Gettleman. I don't know if maybe he might not want to stay there or maybe he wants to stay there and win after Brady is gone in two or three years. I'm going to watch this closely. I'll say that because I wouldn't be shocked if Bill Belichick walks away after this season. I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there on the table. I would not be shocked. No, he's too old. I think he's too old to try to rebuild this. He's got a good thing going where he's the GM, the coach. He's everything. And, frankly, I don't know, at 65 years old, in in football terms, that's not young. So he'd have to want to do this for three to five years somewhere else. Uh, and then you're coaching into your 70s as 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 intense 
intense a, a, a coach as he is, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's willing to do that and start over again. Well, let's but move we'll on to Oakland. It's official Tuesday morning, Ray. Um, they will announce John Gruden 10 years, 100 million. Now, I know that's a splash for the Vegas and the next two years in Oakland. And he's kind of, we talked about it. He probably likes it with Cooper Crabtree, the quarterback, and, you know, Khalil Mack, Bruce Irving. But I got to tell you, 10 years, 100 million. He bets be winning a title or two, Ray. What do you think about that deal? And is it, is it right, realistic, too much? Or Mark Davis, an overcorrection payout for the divorce from Al Davis and Gruden a long time ago? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. Uh, it's it's <laughs> John Gruden having all the leverage because he probably gets paid not nearly as well from ESPN. He probably gets paid nicely, and he doesn't oh, work yeah. very hard at ESPN. So his alternative to going to the Raiders is just chilling and doing his thing on ESPN, and it's the Raiders way overpaying because let's let's be honest here, the Raiders first of all the Raiders got paid nicely when they traded him to the Bucks. If I recall, it was two firsts, two seconds, and and some money. So right. they did just fine. Now, granted, they lost the Super Bowl uh, to Tampa, but Tampa was a better team. Um, having said all of that, it puts a lot of pressure on Gruden, on the Raiders, on Vegas. I fear that he won't win, and probably five, six, seven years down the road, they're going to have to part ways, and it won't be nice because, you know, people are going to be saying to themselves, look, 10 wins, you got to at least win the division. you got to at least be going to some AFC championship games. And, yeah, 10 uh, years. That's brutal. That, that, that's a lot of money. Nobody – I mean, three players, three players on a 53-man roster make more than $10 million. Three. No, you're so right, man. I, I don't know. It puts a – I mean, good for Gruden. I'm, I'm glad he got the money, but I'm just saying it puts a lot of pressure when your head coach makes $10 million. You need to win – now, if I had to give a percentage that he lasts the whole contract, I would say maybe 75 to 80 percent. I'll be surprised if he goes and makes it through all that 10 years. La- I would say 5 percent. Wow. Lasting 10 years in a oh, OK. You, you really not, not believing. <laughs> well, listen, you might happening. be right, but I think they're probably happy that they have the eighth or ninth pick this year, depending on the coin toss with the Niners. And it'll be interesting to see what direction Gruden goes with that. Will he go and get, you know, one of the gentlemen that declared early today, Josh Adams from Notre Dame, Ronald Jones from USC, or Lamar Jackson? Maybe does he want, you know, Saquon Barkley won't be there, you know, by eight or nine. But, you know, it'll be fascinating to see if he gets one of the Notre Dame guards or tackles. Lots of look forward. Let's look to Saturday. Wildcard weekend is here, Ray. We've been waiting for this. We didn't go back and look to see, to tell our audience. Maybe we'll have to tweet it out how Ray and Tay did in terms of the 12 playoff teams, how many we predicted correctly. But, you know, it was a very interesting, bizarre season. I'm going to let you chip chip at it first. The Tennessee Titans at the Kansas City Chiefs. No DeMarco Murray. What do you think happened? Kansas City is an interesting team. They probably, of all the playoff teams, 
maybe Atlanta in the beginning of the year, but Kansas City has shown such a range of playing really, really well, really average, and even poor football the whole season. I think, though, that they're coming into their own. They're getting their playmakers involved, Kelsey and Hunt um, and uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Their defense, you know, we thought when they lost Eric Berry in the beginning of the year, they'd be hurting, but they've actually played well at times. Um, So if they can get some pressure on Tennessee, I think by having Derrick Henry and not having the Henry and Murray, I think that that, uh, is going to allow them to focus on Henry. Maybe he won't be as explosive as he usually is in the fourth quarter. I think they're going to force Mariota to make some plays. Maybe they'll force them into a couple of mistakes. I, I just like Kansas City at home. I think they'll keep the game low scoring. I think they'll keep it in the 20s. And you know what? Alex Smith, when given the opportunity, can actually do some things, especially against, I don't want to say mediocre, but especially against these kind of second-tier teams, right? So yeah. I like Kansas City, close game at home. I'll say 26-23. I totally agree with everything you said. The one thing that's fascinating, the Titans have a pretty solid run defense, and I want to see what the Chiefs need to do when Kareem Hunt might have struggles and can't get going. Mariota, we know, got injured. He's come back. He hasn't been 100%. He's starting to look like, you know, we saw against the Jaguars week 17 that he can scramble and run, you know, got a crucial first down. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, Corey Davis, Decker, the receiving, you know, crew has not been healthy, has not scared you all season. So you're looking for Delaney Walker and Derrick Henry to break one. I would say the Chiefs are going to muscle this one out. What's crazy, Ray, I didn't realize, I think it's since 93 since the Chiefs have won a home playoff game. That's absurd. So they get it done, and I think they win 23-17, and uh, we'll be – on their way to New England for the rematch from week one. That'll be fascinating. Saturday night, Ray, what do you think? NBC, and that will be the Chiefs game will be Gruden's last game at ESPN. But the Falcons at Rams, what do you think happens in the Matt Ryan, Jarrett Goff, Goff battle? You know what? I love the Rams. I think they're so exciting. I love their 31-year-old head coach, Sean McVay. Um you know, Todd Gurley is might be the MVP and the comeback player of the year. I mean, he, won't, he might not get uh, MVP, but certainly we got to throw some votes in there for him. Jared Goff also may be most improved. They, big steps for him in, from his first to his second year. Yeah. But you know what? It's their first time. For a lot of them, it's their first time being in the playoffs. It's their first time. Not only that, they're in a new city, so they don't really have any kind of home field advantage. I have a feeling – that this game is going to be like the Cowboy game uh, of last year where the Atlanta Falcons just came in. Uh, um, the, sorry, what the Packers did to the Cowboys is what the, is what the Falcons did. They're just going to get up mm. ahead, and then the Raiders are going to scramble and scramble and scramble and come back and, and just be a little short. I just feel like the, the, the Falcons, as much as we diss them, they're still a champions. They probably could have and should have won the Super Bowl last year. They're just going to go out. I think they're going to get out to a big lead, and the Rams are going to play from behind and have to try and catch them, and they'll just fall a little bit short. So I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, 
Falcons win 33-30. I like that. Wow, Ray. Okay. Um, I see where you're coming from, but my issue is this team and Sarkeesian have been out of sync all season. Matt Ryan hasn't looked great. They can't get it to Julio. The only person that you might say has truly been consistent is Mohamed Sanu. And I just feel like it's been a very awkward season for the Falcons. Defense seems a step slower. You know, you don't know if it's Claiborne or Vic Beasley or Deion Jones, who's going to get to the quarterback each week. And I think the Rams are just young enough to not be scared. They've got maybe the best or top two of the top five best players in the league and Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald. And I think the two of them will make a difference. If Donald gets pressure up the middle over Alex Mack, Matt Ryan, he can't handle pressure up the middle and he's not a scrambling quarterback. He's not a Wentz or Rogers. I think the Rams with Gurley and the sleeper third receiver, Cooper cup who's had a great rookie year. I think they knock out the defending NFC champs. And I think the Rams win this game 26-23. I like Jared Goff not to have any turnovers. And I just think the Rams, they're, they're ready. You may be young, but you're ready. <laughs> okay, we'll see Saturday night. Nope. Saturday night lights in L.A. Yeah, man. I think it's going to be fun. So what you got Sunday? Buffalo with maybe a 70% Shady McCoy. He looks like he's going to go against the Jaguars. What do you think, Ray? You know, I don't like either quarterback. Um, you know, I haven't loved Blake Bortles since he was yeah, This is rough quarterback play. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is also, uh, I think he's okay, but he's not, you know, I'm not hitching my wagon. It's a Tyrod. He does, just doesn't make enough plays in the NFL. You owe him a sorry plays. letter. Don't, don't, don't front. You owe no, him no, an apology. I, look, I think, I think he's a solid quarterback. I just don't like him to lead my team to the playoffs. I just don't think he makes enough plays. I think he's sort of an 8-8 eight eight type of quarterback. Uh, At least he doesn't turn it over enough. that much, though. Give him credit for that. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl that way, too. You know, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. So here's the thing. Ultimately, I go with the home team. I go with the front four, the front seven. Buffalo's D has been good at times. I think Jacksonville's D has been more consistent. I think Jacksonville can run the ball more consistently, especially if if J.D. McCoy, who I I still think is a top three or four running back in the league is healthy, yeah. but I don't think he is. I don't think you come back from that knee sprain, that ankle sprain in, in less than a week and come back and do your thing. So I think Jacksonville plays a muddy, dirty kind of game. Uh, I think that they ultimately prevail, I'll say 23-17, but ultimately Jacksonville's in control the whole game. I totally agree with you. And I think even though Fournette is only like, 3.8 or 3.9 yards a carry. Um, Marquise Lee and Alan Hearns will be playing. They found new weapons in, um, in Keenan Cole and Dede Westbrook. And I think Blake Bortles is up and down. The one concern is, is that Bortles could give you two interceptions and maybe the Bills take one of them to the house or, you know, one of them in, in touchdown range that gives the Bills an easy score. But 
the Jags defense is much better than the Bills, and I don't think, you know, this is the Bills defense from like two, three years ago where they were dangerous. And Marcel Darius is on the Jaguars, not on the Bills anymore. So um, it'll be hard for Shady to run, even if he's 100%. So all signs lead to Jacksonville getting this one done. I don't think they'll be able to, you know, win next week in Pittsburgh, but I do think they can get this one. It's going to be ugly. I'm going to go, I'm going to go like 1913. A lot of field goals. The Jaguars beat the Bills. In advance, and now Sunday afternoon, part three, Cam against Breeze, Panthers at Saints. What do you got? Look, if you look on paper, you would say that the New Orleans Saints are at home. They've diversified the offense. They've got that running game. They still have Drew Brees, who still knows how to get the ball downfield. Their defense is good enough to win at least one or two rounds in the playoffs, and Carolina's been inconsistent, especially Cam Newton, who, frankly, you know, I don't know if you start calling him out, but you say, look, man, you were a borderline MVP. You, I mean, you were an MVP, but you, you, you should be a borderline MVP every year. You went to the Super Bowl. You have some skilled players on offense. Like, why are you so inconsistent? Um, Putting all that aside, I just have a funny feeling that Cam, oh, Cam, that Cam can be the singular dynamic player on that field that can – Beat you in so many ways, right? He's big. He's strong. He can run for first downs. He can shed tackles. He can make throws down the field. Look, he's not Drew Brees throwing the football, but he's a playmaker, and he's been there before, and frankly, you know, New Orleans isn't a huge, huge home field advantage, actually, like it was, you know, 10 years ago. So I just have a feeling Carolina's going to pull this out. I think that McCaffrey's going to make some plays. I think that uh, your boy Funches is going to be good enough. Um, Cam's going to make some critical first downs. And and I think they're going to shut down the running game. I think they're going to shut down the the New Orleans running game, which is going to throw New Orleans like off a little bit. Like to show up big, huh? Yeah, Keekley's going to going to celebrate his what, another All Pro selection. Uh, first team all pro along with your boy you know, Antonio Brown 50 out of 50 everybody voted for Antonio Brown um, yeah I just I just like I like Carolina go in there and do that I think they win I'll give you a weird score I'll say they win 29-26 wow you threw me for a curveball I thought you would have gone with the better quarterback I Listen, I agree with everything you said, and I just have a weird feeling watching the Panthers this year. Last game, they could have, you know, used it to win and maybe get the division. And both these teams have had some bizarre losses, both at 11 and 5. But Cam started off 0 for 9. And I still think he needs a legitimate, you know, number one receiver that can bring the safety over. You know, sort of like the Cowboys receivers, nobody beats man-to-man coverage. At least he can throw it up to Olsen and Funches, but they're not particularly fast. But I do think the Saints have one thing going for them, and I like McCaffrey and Stewart. Stewart was a little banged up. He's playing. But 
Kamara and, and Ingram, you know, combine all-purpose yards, you know, they're hitting 3,000 yards. This was the most productive dynamic duo in NFL history, and I think it's going to be hard for Keekly to keep up with both of them. And I think Breeze will find a way to get it done where they edge the Panthers in a really great game. I was thinking lower scoring earlier, but I'm going to go 27-26. Drew Brees has a, you know, drive at the end. Will Lutz kicks the field goal and they win. So I'm going to take the Panthers, I mean the Saints in a close one, 27-26, which that's going to be fascinating to watch that game and how it all plays out. So, Ray, as we run out and Monday we'll be back for the preview, we have the 2018 Hall of Fame class. We already know Bobby Beathard will probably get voted in as the one executive. I forget, like, the older gentleman for the senior class. I know it's Jerry Kramer and um, somebody else. But the 15 guys that, you know, are the finalists, I want to know what you think in terms of, which five you might take. Obviously, you know, we'll do our preview before the Super Bowl night and what's going to happen in the postseason awards. But first look at it, obviously, you have Ray Lewis and Randy Moss and Erlacher their first time, but you got guys who have not been nominated this high before, like Everson Walls. Now, I My know man, you, Ray. Everson that is Walls. your... I had to say him first, even though, you know, alphabetically he's last on the list. That's... But I got to tell you, I got to tell you something. Is he a Hall of Famer? He's not a Hall of Famer. No, okay. he's not a Hall of Famer. That's fair. He's definitely not a Hall of Famer. He but I will say this. If you look at this list, and I'll read you the names real quick, everybody, with the exception of Everson Walls, maybe he's with the exception fame. of, of um, John Lynch, Brian Dawkins, uh, you know, borderline, but all of these guys are Hall of Famers. They just got to get Definitely. in. They just got to find the right year. Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce, Brian Dawkins, Alan Fanica, Steve Hutchinson, Joe Jacoby, Edron James. Maybe Edron doesn't make it, but he should. Tyler no, he Hall, should. He's Randy a great Lewis, John Lynch. He's questionable. Kevin Mawai, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Brian Urlacher, and then Everson Walls. So other than Everson Walls, potentially John Lynch, these are all Hall of Famers. This well, is why do you say that about John Lynch? Guys. I think John Lynch is definitely one of the one of the best safeties, and he was great with that you Bucks think team. So? Yeah, I thought he was a very good player in a great system. I don't think that individually, like okay, to me, so you thought it was more about the Tampa two and Dungey's system that made him the safety that he was. I remember he. he yeah, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Hard hitting. The ultimate, the ultimate Hall of Famer. The ultimate Hall of Famer is is Lawrence Taylor, right? Know where he was on every single play. Right? So let's say that's one extreme, right? There aren't many Lawrence Taylors out there. Were you scheming against John Lynch? Did you have to know where John Lynch was at every you needed to know where Derek Brooks was? Derek you Brooks needed to know where Warren Sapp was. Yeah. But you didn't need to know where John Lynch was. He made plays. I'm not saying he wasn't a good player. I'm not saying he wasn't a very Wait, good so player. So then this is interesting. But, Do you feel the same way about Rondé Barber, who didn't make the final fifteen but it's got ridiculous stats as a cornerback? 
So to me, you gotta you gotta think about that. You gotta think about the longevity. You gotta think about the interceptions. You gotta think yeah, about the Yeah, Ronnie Barber had interceptions and sacks. And, and the sacks. You gotta think about the way that a, a little guy impacted the game. So to me, I, I like Rondé Barber, frankly, over John Lynch. I but anyway, that, that's a, that's so, a story for another day. So, so if I had no, to go no, with definitely. five, so, though, give me well, give me your five. I'll say this: one thing that's sad. This is the last chance for Joe Jacoby. So if he doesn't get in from the Hogs, he has to go to the senior committee, which means you know he's not eligible to go in until after 2020, and you know, who knows with the senior committee. So which five? Are you going two wide receivers this time around? Well, you know me. I'm, I'm, I'm to get in, right? you. I think, I think, first of all, Randy Moss, hands down. You got to put him in. You, I mean, uh, all politics aside, Terrell Owens should have been hands down Hall of Famer. Randy Moss, definitely hands down Hall of Famer. And he Ray Lewis. Two or three years where he checked out, which is unfortunate, but the years where he was checked in, he was unstoppable. So to me, you got to put Randy Moss down. You got to put uh, uh, Terrell Owens down. And then obviously, first timers, Ray Lewis hands down, is, is a Hall of Famer. Um, That's three. Those are the Two three, guys. Those are the three definites to me. Steve Hutchinson, he's a Hall of Famer, but he can wait. I think if you, if you had to really put – and Brian Urlacher, also probably a Hall of Famer, he can wait. I, I think, think he needs to wait. He's not first ballot to me. But. No, no, no. He's not first ballot. So all of these dudes can wait. So I think ultimately you need to put down – you know what, Alan Fanica, like one of the linemen, Tony Baselli, Alan oh, Fanica, Steve Definitely Hutchinson. a lineman there's going so, in. There's so many guys. You know, you might have to throw down Tony Baselli. I, I just think that really? that team won. He went to an AF, he went to what, an AFC championship or two with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think maybe you have to a put very Baselli short career, down. short greatness. Yeah. You know, that's the only so maybe, debate. Yeah, maybe you're talking me out of it. Maybe you're talking 95 me out of it. 95 to 01, that's not that long. And it's not like he was, like, the greatest that's tackle true. ever. No, so no, I don't fair know. enough. Fair. I mean, do you put Alan Fanica down? Because you just said – Actually, you know who I go with? I go with Kevin Mawai. He was dominant, right, with the Jets and the Titans. Kevin Mawai blocked for Eddie George and Curtis Martin. Okay. Okay, I, I could go with that, but you, you over and, you're, you're and then, then my debate, And then my debate is, I got to go to somebody in the secondary, and to me it's either Law or Lynch, and I feel like, I feel like the committee will go with Lynch just because of the new GM thing and, you know, it's popular in broadcasting, but I think Ty Law has been disrespected, and at some point we got to start putting in the Patriots in that dynasty some of the players. Remember, he went to the Super Bowl and lost against the Packers against Favre, but then he was there in the back end and, you know, went to, what, two or three of the Super Bowls and won with the Patriots. But he was one of the best corners outside of, like, you know, Dion and some of the other guys, Rod Woodson, that we've seen in a long time. Todd Law was amazing. So I don't know why he wasn't in in the first or second year. So that would be my, my fifth guy with Mawai, Moss, Owens, and Lewis. I, I would like to see Ty Law get in. I could see that. I could see also. I could see the committee liking Brian Dawkins. I could see them giving the Doc a little yeah. love. And Doc, you know, and Doc what he does was on the TV player. and everything. Here's he the was other great for Eddie defense. Here's he the other legit. guy that doesn't get enough love, right? Is uh, Isaac Bruce. But it'd be hard to get three receivers in. But I, I think he's just a hair below Terrell Owens. 
but you know, with the good guy factor, they might they might like him and, and and put him down. But yeah, he needs to be in the Hall of Fame as well. So a lot of offensive players. Does Edron James get in? Do you put a running back in now that Terrell Davis, you know, cleared the way for the next running back? You know, Edron James was special. And, you know, he had a nice run. He put up some great stats. I, I think he, you know, you've heard Reggie Wayne and, and, and Manning and people talk about him. And I think he's been. He won the Super Bowl, right? He got that Super Bowl with Manning in 05. No, no, no. I, I, I think he left the team then. Remember, they won the Super Bowl with Joseph Adai. Oh, and that's the other right. running back. That's right. He didn't win a Super Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he missed right. the Super You're Bowl. right. So he um he didn't get that, but his re- receptions, he's in the top sixteen uh, you know, of rushing, and all the other guys are in the Hall of Fame. So I think that right there tells you uh So he could get in this time. I wouldn't have a problem with James went in. So we'll see. We'll see. But, Ray, it's going to be a great football weekend. Obviously, Monday we'll be back, you know, some of wild card weekend, which is one of our favorites, and then preview Alabama against Georgia, which will be great. And, um, and of course, we'll get into the NBA college basketball as the football runs down. So, uh, you know, everybody yeah, stay warm. Great. Yeah. Stay warm. Have a great sports weekend. Enjoy the football. It's coming to an end, so soak it all in, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Yep, and look for some surprises because there's always one shocker on Wild Card Weekend, Ray. We might just see one. Have a great weekend. We're out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.